I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. There's been an awful lot of dusting up for the Steelers already this offseason. Most of those, of course, being losses. But you know what? Over the past few days, within the scope of the NFL draft, there have also been a lot of additions. And I'm here to say I like them enough to start thinking about the 2021 season in a positive way. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into baseball and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Pirates and Penguins right where you found this. The Steelers are a playoff team. You can't convince me otherwise. There's always other factors that play into it. There's always uh, the specter of injury, first and foremost. And let's not pretend that the injury to Bud Dupree wasn't a big part of what derailed the 2020 Steelers. But I look at this roster overall, and though I have concerns, not just about the starting 22, but also about the depth behind them, I still see a playoff team. I still see an offense that has four significant wide receiver weapons, one whale of a running back weapon now, finally, and a franchise quarterback at the helm. Sure, I'm worried about the blocking, but I'm not looking at this offense is some, you know, grand experiment or a step into the unknown. Look at all of the variables that aren't variables. If you had to pick where you wanted to build your offense, yeah, if you're some old school football coach, you'd say, oh, I would start with five offensive linemen. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't, not in the modern NFL. You'd start with a quarterback, then you'd go to your receivers, and then you'd get a running back. Well, guess what? That's the exact order in which this offense was built. The offensive line is going to be work. But here's the thing. For all the worrying that everybody's doing about the big boys up front, especially regarding their youth and inexperience, don't think for a second that They're set in stone. They're not. I'm talking about whoever's on the roster. I'm not talking about battles within the roster. They're not. Let's say this team gets to Latrobe and they don't like the way this is going. Or somebody goes down or somebody really deeply disappoints. Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin aren't just going to say, oh, well, we're going to go into the season like this. You can still make a move. You can still acquire someone. 
from the outside. Whether it's a trade or a pluck off a practice squad or whatever it is, there are players out there. There are ways to address this. I trust the Steelers when they say that they're going into this camp feeling good about who they have on that offensive line and their ability to handle Matt Canada's zone-blocking schemes and whatever else it is that might change between now and then. But if they aren't, you know, you can change. You can find another offensive lineman. You can go get yourself some other B.J. Finney type or whatever. Those guys are out there. You can address that. You can address that a lot more readily than you can the other positions that I just mentioned. So I'm, I'm all right with the state of the offense. If I'm worried about the youth and inexperience of the offensive line, if that's my number one concern, even more than Ben throwing deep or whatever else, I'm okay with it. Defensively, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I've got bigger worries. I know that sounds completely backward after what we just saw in 2020, but so be it. The defense is where the biggest losses were. I don't know that Alex Highsmith is going to replace Bud. I don't know that. I know for a fact he's not going to be year four or five Bud, but I I just don't know that he's going to be enough to keep teams honest in terms of how they handle T.J. Watt. That's a worry for me. I don't know who's going to fill Mike Hilton's role. I mean, we can say that Cam Sutton's going to start in the base package on the outside and then slide inside whenever it's the sub package. But that doesn't sound like replacing the extraordinary wild card that the Steelers had with what Hilton could bring, uh, not just with his work in his main job, but also his ability to blitz the quarterback uh, out of nowhere, seemingly. I don't know who's doing that. But I also don't look at this defense as some, oh, no, thing. All the same D linemen are back. TJ's back. Devin Bush is back. Let's not pretend that wasn't a loss last season. Just because the Steelers kept winning doesn't mean they were just as good. Certainly not at that position. I believe Vince Williams is going to beat out Robert Spillane. Others will disagree. I'm really kind of okay with either one. And for whatever concerns there are about right outside cornerback, however it ends up being played out, if that's Justin Lane, Jason Pierre, if it's mostly just Sutton, I do know that Joe Hayden's on the other side. And I do know that the middle of the secondary still has Minka Fitzpatrick and a much better player than you think or are likely to think, based on what I hear in Terrell Edmonds. This is still a really good defense. Is it elite? No. No. Does it have a chance to be elite? No. (laughs) Okay, I'm not even hesitating there. To me, the Bud and TJ thing was what made this defense elite. Yes, the other stuff helps an awful lot. But no opponent had an answer for Bud and TJ. Not one. That said, listen to everything I just added up there and add in fairly reliable, if unspectacular, special teams and a pretty good place kicker. And I've got a playoff team. I've still got a playoff team. 
good luck talking me out of that. It just, it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for just one question, and that's always brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Lawrence, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They've been rated as super lawyers, that's capital S, capital L, in our commonwealth for over 15 years. That is some rare air. That puts them among the top 5% of all attorneys in Pennsylvania Check them out online at lgkg.com. Our question comes from SteelerFan854, who says, DK, why does it seem like everything is traced back to being Ben's fault? You can't turn on a radio station or read an article without the entire offensive downfall in 2020 coming back to him. It's as if the line was outstanding, the running backs were hitting holes, and the wide receivers caught everything. He has for sure taken part of the blame, but I wouldn't say that should be all of it. Is it because certain individuals don't like him and have a chance to criticize him now? I love questions like this. I do. The truth is, I'm not even going to entertain the football portion of the question because the notion itself is so absurd. Ben absolutely had his problems in 2020. Ben absolutely was part of the broader problem, and I feel the biggest problem in not throwing downfield. That was a major, major issue in this team's downfall. But none of those things have anything to do with what you're actually asking, referring to reading articles and turning on radio stations, whatever else here. Here's how this works as someone who's a lifer in the media. And I try to be really, really honest about this kind of stuff, including when I do it myself. You can write the most spectacular column breaking apart how the offensive line has let the Steelers down. It can be award-winning stuff, and no one will read it. And... Not everyone who's in this business is all that comfortable doing that. I've been around for a long time. I don't worry about 
page clicks and, and, and stuff like that. They're nice. You do want readers. You do want people to be invested in your opinion. Okay? So I don't make a habit of writing pieces like that, but I'm not gun-shy about it either. If I really feel the offensive line's a problem, believe me, that's what you're going to read. But the moment I type those two words onto my screen, Ben and Roethlisberger, I know I've got your attention. That's why it happens. Do not overthink it. If this sounds cynical, you're going to have to trust me that it's not. It's the nature of the beast. Even the media business is about, first and foremost, money. It's not about altruism. That went out a long time ago. Whenever people started taking for granted that there would always be newspapers, there would always be this, and there were so many people working in the media that the jobs were pretty secure. They aren't now. You have to get attention. There's a, there's, there's a company right now that basically hires and fires people based on the amount of subscriptions that they sell through their written word. Well, what, what's your alternative there? You got no choice. You're coming. You're never writing about anything other than that team's star player or most visible player. That's just that's just the nature of the beast. To use that term again, that that's what it is. Do not overthink this stuff. Also, hey, another thing. Don't digest it. If you're ever turned off or doubtful about stuff like that, don't pay attention to it, man. You've always got options. You've always got options. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers all week after the draft. This has been an especially fun week. But you know what? I have a feeling that come Monday I'm going to start turning the the subject to more forward-looking material. Thanks for listening. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.